Radio.com app or at Tashow.com or on Facebook at Facebook Live at Facebook, I should say, Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Yes, uh, hello on this Thursday on uh, February 15th, 2018. Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's well. Yes, all you punk jobbers out there, everybody running amok. We're going to talk a little NXT in this episode of the show. Hey, maybe you're checking out the podcast version of this show, which you uh, would be doing at uh, Spotify or TuneIn or iTunes or on the Radio.com app. Maybe you're pulling that into your life over at uh, TazShow.com. Maybe you're going to the Facebook and you're looking at the show or you're watching, uh, you know, uh, Rancid Milk, an old version of the show. Whatever you're doing, you're involved. You're engaged with your boy. And that's what you want to do. You don't want to run around here like an idiot and a schmuck. That I can promise you. We have enough of that going on in this place. It seems like from a technical standpoint to Seth that we are okay. It's Goose. I'm the Goose now. You're the Goose. Okay, yeah. so the producer of the Taz Show, that is Seth. And um, I believe Facebook Live is up and running. I'm almost afraid to go look, but I think we're going to be okay. We have some of the major technical people here in the building that are working on this episode of the Taz Show. Oh, thanks for the shout-out on Taz and the Moose. I gave who a shout-out? Our, our whole team. <laughs> did I? <laughs> yeah, you I sure remember. did, pal. <laughs> did I really? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to play the clip next show. Can you paraphrase yeah. what I said? I don't even remember. You guys are great. Guys upstairs, not so much. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a shout. It's a quasi shout. Mm-hmm. It's a quasi mm-hmm. shout. Yeah. Okay. It was a burial. That's yeah. what we call that. Yes. That yeah. is a burial. Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, tomorrow. Before I forget, you get your throwback snack. So that'll happen tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, that'll happen tomorrow. You get your throwback snack. Um, I, you know, I'm always tempted to say what it is, and so far every Thursday edition of the Taz Show, I've been saying what it is, what the snack will be. But I one of these one of these Thursdays, I'm not going to stooge it off and say what it is and just let you people get the download. But this is going to be a good throwback snack. It's a classic throwback, throwback classic from what, over 30 years ago. Seth, would you say maybe longer? Maybe longer than 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, definitely longer. Was it 1981-ish, something like that? Right, 1981, yeah. 82. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're going to go uh, to a classic empty arena match. With uh, Terry Funk and Jerry the King Lawler. That's what this will be. Yes, Jerry, Terry Funk and uh, Jerry the King Lawler from Memphis Championship Wrestling. Uh, throwback. Ooh, big pop. Big, loud audience. Very loud. Uh, yes, um, so empty arena match this was. So I'm going to get into the details of that tomorrow uh, when it drops. You guys can listen to it over the weekend. That's just an audio pod for those that are new to uh, what goes on here. Uh, so that's the deal. Uh, we got some people on Facebook Live. We got Dan uh, Goodemote 
saying Bill's Mafia in the house. There you go. That's it. That's a good way to start a show. We got Keith Crosby saying good moment everywhere. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. So it seems like there's no issues with the audio. Uh, Egram Shindrando, uh, can Seth replace Craig Biggio? Okay. Uh, we know what that's about. You beat uh, him in a race. Remember that? I did. You beat him in a race. <laughs> Something like that. Race. Yeah. You want to win that race? Yeah. You're still living uh, big with that, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. You're still living <laughs> <laughs> You're still living big with that race, huh? You're still running around with that thing, aren't you? Yeah, man. It's a big deal to you. No one cares. Okay, that's great. Uh, before I get to all my NXT, I want to let you know that support for the Taz Show comes directly from, you know, my best friends. Uh, my friends known as uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, chances are you are confident uh, when it comes to your work, your hobbies, and your life. And that's why Rocket Mortgage gives you that same exact level of confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Okay, they understand and they wanna keep the mortgage process simple for you people, okay? They understand with Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply, you understand fully, so you can mortgage confidently. That is the key. You don't wanna walk into a mortgage situation and you're walking around like a jabroni, like an idiot, and you don't know what you're doing. Because there's a lot of money on the line. This is for you and your family. Maybe it's your first house, your first home. We've had people call here when we had phone lines back in the day, not too long ago. Taz, I got my first home thanks to you and my friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Well, you're welcome because you use the Taz code. So to get started, I'll tell you the code. It's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Number 3030, that's Rocket Mortgage, my good friends over there, yeah. So, uh, hold on a second. Oh, boy. Why is this not turning this way? Okay. It's not supposed to turn that way. Okay. Sorry, I was snapped. It was like, yeah. to me, it's like I can onboard this thing. It's like a joint. It's like a, not a joint, like not, not a marijuana joint. It's like a, look, <laughs> a top wrist lock on a friggin' mic. Look at this. You don't see this much. Oh, look at that. Hey, yes, yes. Tap, tap, my tap. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, just fell. Curlo just, just said, um, the mic tapped. Okay. Yeah. Let go it just of the mic. fell on my foot, dude. Yeah, it's like a door trap on the bottom. I'm yeah. not kidding you. Do uh, you want me to fix it? That'll, All right. that'll look bad. I hope someone, I don't know, maybe mean lean or lean mean can do some sort of a uh, little video with that top wrist lock. What do you think? Oh, geez. Oh. Yeah. I think I just found my new bit here. Watch. <laughs> the timing's off. Hold on. Let me try it again. Take three. Ah, oh, there you go. That's a keeper. How about this one? <laughs> no, the wing, the other one's. How about this one there? Uh, that's a good one. You need more like a light bulb one. How about this one right here? <laughs> uh, uh, we need that little blurry thing over there. No, you yeah. don't. Cue the, cue the blur. warning here. Okay. Mm. Uh, so anyway, well, we're all in our f- Facebook Live. Share the show, you son of a bitches. Share the show. Don't be a bum. All right? So uh, don't be an egomaniac. Let people know. Let the world know on your Facebook you love the Taz Show. Retweet the show. Tweet the show. Do something. And be, speaking of Lean Mean, I want to thank him. I don't think I've ever thanked him for the new open before I talk NXT. The new open, the video open for the Taz Show was done by Lean Mean. <laughs> so I want to thank him for that. Uh, we all need to support Lean Mean. Follow him on his socials, uh, LM Fight, and uh, walk with him. Who wants to walk with Elias? <laughs> so... Center Stage, Georgia. We've talked about Center Stage there. That's where they did a lot of WCW, NWA shows, a TV studio. That's where NXT taped yesterday. 
They ever do it there before? They've oh. been there. They've had a series. You know, they do like, like a series of shows. They do like the old school WWF. Uh, three, you know, they do three weeks in a, in a shot, in a clip. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right. I'll foul that under who gives a rat's ass. So, okay, that's great. I didn't realize they do that, but thank you, Seth. <laughs> yeah, sure, great. Thanks, Seth. Yeah. How did you know that? You huh? read about that? Oh, yeah. I read about it. I'm a big dirt sheet guy. Oh, no, I'm ser- There we go. Inside terms ready. I'm, I'm serious. How did you know? I'm just, I'm just curious. Because you see, um, you, you know, you see the results online, and oh. you see where they where they tape it, and, and and it's also the same place. It was there last week too. Okay, no problem. So we saw Roddy Strong; <laughs> he wrestled uh, Pete Dunn uh, UK Championship, right? The title there, uh, yes, UK, sir. UK Champ Pete Dunn. Uh, listen, uh, you know, right out of the box, this match is going to be tremendous, right? And it was. If you didn't see it, go watch it. I urge you to. If you are a fan of uh, pure athleticism in the ring. Tight spots, uh, some good suplexes, some good, uh, some joint locks, some uh, just good wrestling, some flying around, good selling, good intensity, good professional wrestling. You will love this match. Uh, these are two guys that are just outstanding. Um, Roderick Strong, who I'm proud to say has been on the show in the past, but Roddy Strong, let me tell you something right now. This cat here, I'm watching him last night during NXT, and I'm watching him wrestle with Pete Dunne in this epic, epic matchup. I like to that NXT did start to show what this match. That I did like. I liked that they did that. Um, but I'm telling you, and I want to get your perspective from a fan perspective, Seth. Um, I really feel like Roddy Strong would be awesome in any generation of wrestling. I don't care if it's from my generation in the you know, 90s into, into early 2000s or the 80s, even throwback Jones, 70s, whatever it is. This guy, I just feel would gel perfectly anywhere. Uh, he is underratedly awesome in the ring. He is tough. Yeah. You know, I think about tough. You don't. You see him like, oh, he's, he's not a big guy. You know, you think, okay, nondescript. But he gets in there, he goes hard, and he's just tough, man. And he, like we talked about, too, like they're using him on 205 Live now, which I think he's going to end up at WrestleMania because he's just got the chops. Oh, you know? Just, so I think, you know, that's great because they're talking about the finals of the Cruiserweight, cla- uh, cruiserweight t- Tournament will be at WrestleMania. So I see him, I think he's going to, that's why I think, you know, who won the match last night was Pete Dunne. I think Roderick Strong's going to be more focused on 205 going forward. That's yeah, just my opinion. I think you might be right about that. Yeah. I agree with that to a, to a degree for sure. I, I think his promo work needs a little work, but at the end of the day, that could just be completely blown off by uh, his in-ring ability. He is a today's version of a Dean Malenko, and I've talked to Roddy about that when he was on the show and his respect towards Dean, and he's trained, I think, a little bit with Dean, if I remember correctly, uh, down in Florida back in the day. You know what I mean? But here's the thing, though. Uh, this guy is just, I knew how good he's always been, and I've seen his work for years. Then I just really sat back and enjoyed the match he had with Pete Dunne. Uh, and Pete Dunne, by the way, did an excellent job. This young man obviously has an extremely bright future for a young guy. Um, Pete Dunne, uh, great job with the story. The threat of this match was the heat on the hand and wrist area and arm area of Roddy Strong, and that was more or less the thread throughout um, if I was nitpicking, the only thing I would take out is the early in the match where Pete Dunn was trying to get a lot of heat using the steps on the outside. They were telling a decent physical story with it. I just think when you start using steps on the outside, it can get a little clunky and the apparatuses and all this jazz. I don't know if these two type guys need that. Again, that's really nitpicking. Uh, the threat of it was the selling of the hand and wrist by Roderick Strong and the heat put on that area of the body and that storytelling. 
by Pete Dunne, which I thought was excellent. I really did. Pete Dunne won the match, as Seth said. Um, you know, with I think it was his finish. And um, yes, I have no problem with that because Roddy Strong, uh, he is he is the type of guy who will get over and remain over by his in ring work rate. Uh, it's that simple. Um, and Pete Dunne's the UK champ. He's the guy you push right now. He's a younger guy. 24, man. He's, won, yeah, he's, won, he's yeah. good. I think they put the title on him too quick. He is good. I think he's got to pay some dues. Um, I, Tyler Bate, I felt the same way. Like, you know, I know he don't have it anymore, but I'm just saying, like, I think sometimes too much too soon is too much too soon with some of these, some of these wrestlers, and that's not me disrespecting his ability. That's just me saying that I believe that builds character and builds a hunger, and you can avoid a sense of entitlement by a young wrestler. I don't know Pete Dunne personally. I don't know Tyler Bate personally. I don't mean disrespect towards these young guys. I They could be great character humans, which I'm sure they are, great character human beings. I'm just saying as an overview, I'm from that old school world of you got to, for the most part, you got to pay your dues and earn your stripes, you know, uh, before you get a big push. But it's a different day and era now. I get it. I understand it. Um, there are exceptions to the rule, though, there right? There are too? exceptions to the rule. It seems like in this day and age, there's a lot of exceptions to the rule. And it's just, I feel um, uh, they want the next best thing all the time. I, I, you know, I'll get into talking about Shayna Blazer here in a second. She wrestled Ember Moon. Uh, and, and, and even Ember Moon. Like the, these younger talents, I understand it's the farm system, whatever you want to call NXT. Um, you can call it whatever you want. It, it don't matter because it's. It's on a massive uh, streaming platform called the WWE Network. So they're getting a lot of eyes on that thing, and you're pushing young talent fast. So, and it's again, I'll reiterate it 100,000 times. It's not me knocking the young talent. It's, um, I, I think you gotta, you gotta, I, I just, I'm sorry, I just believe in the pay your dues thing. I just believe in earning your stripes. It just builds character. Um, well, to your point, the guy, the champions that have been NXT champions have all been seasoned veterans. Yeah, guys. like Nakamura and Bobby Roode and right, right, exactly. McIntyre. McIntyre, I mean, right. Almas, exactly, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, Almas, too. Those guys are, are not green, green rookies, no doubt. But I just, um, I think that if you have, um, <clears throat> I don't know, it's just off the top of my head, it's a bad example. Let's say Rhino. Uh, let's say you put them in NXT uh, again, or, or um, guys that are in the uh, the latter part of their career. Guys that are give me some more the, the shirt you're wearing. Uh, what's you his Heath name? Heath Slater, yeah. Heath Slater, guys like this, um, guys that you're not. Uh, to hell, I mean, let's say uh, I, I don't know. Give me, I said another name. I know. Sure. I'm trying I'm to think sure of black, uh, think of the guys. Guys that okay. Uh, 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 not him. <laughs> Bad example. No, because they're starting to push. Uh, I'm just saying, use that platform of NXT with some of those guys and push them and that and their veterans to these younger guys. Hawkins, even. Hawkins is a perfect example. And uh, push him like he's the greatest thing in the world. And somehow he slips on a banana peel and wins a title there in NXT and let, and let these other guys pay their dues against a guy like him. That doesn't mean you're pushing Hawkins better. You're using Hawkins or Rhino or, or somebody veteran to get over the younger guys, uh, to teach the younger guys, uh, to mix it up in the ring with them. I just don't think Shayna Blazer versus Ember Moon, no one, it's, it's, it's green leading green. I'm just being honest. Um, I thought they had a good match, but, but I'll get into that in a second here. But uh, I, I believe in that you, if you're going to not just pass the torch, but teach the young guys that the young guys on the NXT level should be doing more jobs than getting more push. 
Um, for Pete Dunne to get in a ring with a veteran like Roddy Strong and, a, and an international star like Roddy Strong only makes Pete Dunne better now as a professional wrestler and a WWE superstar. It only makes Pete a better competitor because he learned in that match from Roddy Strong. Those are game minutes, and game minutes are vital. Match time at a high level, like NXT, is game minutes. You could practice in a gym, in a dojo. You could work independence. You could work for NXT or WWE and work house shows. That's great. That's going to make you better. You really get better, better under the lights when the red light's on the TV camera. Those are the real game time minutes. And Pete Dunn got some legitimate minutes last night against a tremendous veteran in Roddy Strong. That makes Roddy Strong. I'm sorry, that makes Pete Dunn better. Um, uh, and Roddy Strong is not a washed-up vet. He's a guy who's been around and still in his prime. He looks better than ever to me. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I just feel like they got to watch this whole thing, and I understand it's a youth movement in NXT, I know. But you need to have some of these kids doing jobs. You know, they need to pay some dues. You do like the Tyler Bate now, actually. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You have to. It builds character. It makes you hungrier. I think that sometimes it's worse to push someone, push someone, push someone, and now you take the push like Bate, Tyler Bate, and now you have him doing jobs or whatever. Now you really test his character because it's just like, it's like giving a, it's like spoiling a kid. Like here's all this, here's all this, here's all this, here's all this. The kid gets used to all these nice things, all these nice things, all these nice things. Then you take these nice things, and you take these nice things, and you taste these nice things. Then that kid pouts in the corner. That kid pouts in the corner, and, and, and next thing you know, he said, "Bobby." You know, that's what happens. So you know, it, 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 it. but when you are on the come up and you're climbing. And you're hitting potholes, and you keep climbing, and you're hitting potholes, and you keep climbing. That's supposed to voop, and now voop, and then we'll get them back here. It's tough to climb back up. Uh, you know, lately, uh, recently, Jinder Mahal is a good example of that. As far as I know, he wasn't a young guy. Well, he's but, a veteran. I but, get he, I mean, but he paid his dues. He paid got, a lot of dues, and he, <laughs> and he got his opportunity. I he mean, did. He paid a lot of dues. They just, I think, they felt like they ran a course with him for that time. That's not to say he's he's in bad shape now, right? No, I, I don't think that's a good example. Only because he is a veteran and he came up and paid his dues before he got the big push. You know, I'm saying if you know if you keep working hard, you never give up. You know, you, you can you get that next next second chance, that third chance. And mentally, it's hard. Uh, it's hard when you, you know, start getting deep pushed. Um, I'd never been in a position in my career where. I went somewhere and had a rocket strapped on me and I was pushed to the moon. So I wouldn't know that feeling, to be honest. Um, I know the feeling of being on top and I know the feeling of it taking time. Uh, the taking time part sucks. It really does because, it, 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 you know, meaning years of earning your stripes to get the big push, it sucks. It's not fun. It's, it's, it, but what it does is once you do get the push – it really makes you feel like you want to hang on to it. You don't you take it for granted. You right? don't, and you cherish it. You cherish it immensely because you work together to get it. I'm not saying young guys and girls that get a push like Shayna Blazer. I'm not saying she's not earning it. I'm sorry, not earning it. I'm not saying she doesn't appreciate it. I don't know the girl. I'm sure she does appreciate it. I'm not saying uh, Pete Dunne doesn't appreciate it. I'm sure he does. I'm just, and this is not me going at any of the talent. What I'm saying is, if you're Triple H and these people, you you know, Triple H paid his dues. So he, uh, if Triple H hears what I'm saying right now or heard me, uh, he would agree. 
um, he would agree because he lived this. What I'm telling you, he lived the, the way I lived it. You know, he he lived the paying his dues. So, <laughs> you know, so he he knows. I mean, I'm not saying nothing. He don't know. He knows it. He lived it. Um, but I understand he's got a roster to put out there. He's trying to get these young cats over. I get it. Um, I think you got to really just be careful of too much too soon because it creates a sense of entitlement. Um, inadvertently, where a talent might just feel like, well, wait a minute, now I'm not getting pushed no more. Now they're boo-boo facing. Now they're pissed off. Now the morale's down in the locker room. Now they hate everybody in the company, yada, 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 yada. It builds a bad environment. Again, I, I, I do think that this generation of wrestlers are a lot more sophisticated and sharper than the guys in, uh, from my generation, And if I'm going to stereotype. I think that a lot of these young kids today learn from some of the mistakes we made uh, uh, from a lot of perspective. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter how old, no matter what generation you're from, uh, you're always going to come across in any business where there's money involved and success, egos and assholes. It's just the way it happens. It's just life. Um, and you can build an ego quick. Um, you know, uh, I believe in coming up, paying dues. Uh, I do think they could do a better job of funneling some of the veteran guys into NXT. Let's 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 get you guys down here to help these young guys in the ring. Uh, we want some of these young guys to do some jobs uh, we, we, before we start pushing them. Um, you know, and I'm not saying they don't do it anyone. I mean, like Alistair Black, now he came in there. Now, you know, he came in with a big push right away. I mean, right or wrong, I, unless I missed something, he came in with a big push. I love him. I'm a big fan of the guy. He did. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the guy. I love him. I think he's great. Um, and I'll get to his, his deal in a second here. But uh, Velveteen Dream. Can I ask you a question real quick before yeah. we move on? About yeah, uh, yeah. something I noticed with the Dunn-Strong match. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a simple thing, but it makes me cringe all the time in a good way. Working the fingers. Yeah. And, and you don't see that too often, man. Well, you saw it twice last night. Right. That's the problem. Oh, oh, Shana did too, Shana right? did it yeah. too, yeah. Um, and uh, just like the way Pete Dunne did it, it reminded me of uh, ECW, reminded me of Raven yeah. and Tommy Dreamer. Like, he was, like, break, you know, breaking the fingers. It's just, yeah. it makes you cringe, even when you see it. I mean, it's just, it's it's, it's one of those simple things, but it's nasty. It is. Um, and anybody who, you don't have to be a pro athlete to ever, um, you know, uh, hurt your finger or jam your finger or do something to your finger. So uh, people can relate to it. That's the type of injury or type of heat or whatever you want to call it that you're putting on a guy's wrist and hand. Um, that I think that's I never was a guy who got into working a body part and work someone's fingers and hands. I've had people do it to me. Um, I'm not. I think it's great too. It just wasn't my thing. Um, but I get it, and I understand people can can relate to that. Uh, uh, Pete then Pete Dunn did a good job of that. You, know, you see a lot of the UK guys. That's kind of their style. They're doing a lot of different joint submissions, and and your fingers are joints, not just your elbows and your knees and your shoulders. Your fingers are also joints. All these little things in here. Are we okay? All these little things in here are joints. I heard a little hip up, hiccup. Yeah, we will be. Okay, test one, two, three, seven, test one, ten, nine. Test one, two. Sorry, I'm bringing people behind the scenes, how some stuff's done in the audio world. Are we okay? Yeah. Okay, great. Yes. All right, we'll just restart that and... Oh. So, yeah, like I said, I was never one big into the whole working the fingers, but your fingers are joints. They are joints, Seth, all of them. 
Okay, you're looking at your notes and your phone. Is that what you're doing? Or you're checking with the people. I'm, See? I'm working. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. I got the so, message, pal. So, Velveteen Dream, backstage promo city. Uh, listen, he's just money. Uh, this kid is just money, money, money. He's got money all over him. He really has the it factor. Uh, he passed the eye test as a competitor, the way he comes off on the air. Uh, his, he's in his wheelhouse. His promo work, um, his physique, his face, the way he dresses, uh, Jimmy Hendrix, City Jones, the whole deal. Uh, it works. You and know. to your point before, even when he loses, he stays who he is, and he still carries himself the same way. Which it, it, that that's the that's the test, right? That's like you have to yeah. still be who you are and carry that carry that, you know, and own as it. As long as they allow you, yes, yes, you got to be allowed. <laughs> you know, it's. And it's about opportunity, you know. So, you know, uh, a lot of these young people, just like during when I was wrestling, you know, you, you make mistakes. Some guys make mistakes and they get in trouble and then they don't get opportunities. Um, when you do get opportunities, you really got to do your best effort to kick ass when you get the opportunities. And, you know, Velveteen Dream is doing that. I think he's doing a great job. Um, I believe in him. Wherever they go with him, um, he's money to me. I mean, he really is. Uh, you know, We'll see. I think he's got a very bright future. Uh, speaking of bright future, these next two guys, uh, Alistair Black and Killian Dane, promo DLA cut. Uh, it was good. Now, Alistair Black, I, I don't know if I would have had him wearing a suit, a blacked-out suit, which was a nice suit. The kid looked good, and he's a good-looking kid. Uh, he looks like somebody. You see him, like, in a suit. You're like, okay, this guy's somebody. I don't know who he is. He's got an it factor. Who is he? Is he an athlete? Is he a, a football player? Is he, like, a... An MMA guy, is he, you know, what is he? He's a rugby player. What is this guy? He's something. He's not just a regular Joe or Jane. Oh, not Jane. Joe, that'd be weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You, you know, never know these days. Uh, you never know. There's nothing wrong with that. I never. Just, you know, so, so uh, but anyway, um, Alistair Black, I would keep him always in the gimmick that he wears. Um, in his fighting gear, I would keep him that way because he's a very – dark character and that's what you're pushing and promoting and that's what he pulls off very well um you know when i saw him talking on the microphone in a nice suit i was disconnected to what i've seen all the time him as a wrestler now, he's might have worn the suit before i've never seen it before maybe i'm sure he's done it but i was a little bit taken aback not taken aback disconnected to what i normally see in him uh, because they've done a great job, NXT, of branding Alistair Black, uh, where he sits down in the ring and crisscross applesauce Jones and all this stuff, <laughs> flips over the ropes. And I think that's what he should have did. He should have sat in the middle of the ring and do his promo that way. I wouldn't have him holding a microphone. I would have had one of their uh, new announcers in the ring with him while he's sitting down and hold a mic with a spotlight over him. That's what I would do. So try to visualize that, ladies and gentlemen. You have him come in the ring. He's going to cut the same promo he cut, but have him just flip, get in the ring, crisscross applesauce. He sits in the middle, spotlight over him. Everything else is a blackout, and he's sitting there just quiet, and no one knows what's going on. It's kind of like intriguing. Like, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then have one of the interviewers, they have a different kid every week doing it, boy or girl, uh, get in the ring and say, what are you, uh, you have something to say, like very unscripted and unstructured, and have that guy or girl either, you know, bend down or take a knee and put the mic to the guy's face. 
and have him sit there and cut his promo. Um, and then it makes it, it feels like Alistair Black. As opposed to he's wearing a nice suit, okay, he looks successful, he he did the dress code, he looks like a pro, we got all the lights are up, it's the same old stuff. And then yeah, do what I'm saying, you have him sit in the ring, and then you have Killian Dane come out, um, cut his promo. Okay, cut his promo, and once Killian Dane comes out, then black Alistair Black stands up. Um, what I would do different with the promo, and both, both, good job by both. Killing Dane's got a great voice too. Um, what, what I would have done a little different though, I would still keep it that Alistair Black got the last word and got in the face of Dane, of Killian, <laughs> but I wouldn't have had him so close in proximity. I wouldn't have him so close to, uh, to, they was face to face with Dane that he, 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 he walked him off. Like, he, he cut his promo on him, and Dane had to walk away. I think they were, one was on the apron, one was on the ring, if I remember Correct. correctly. Um, I, I, I think it's a little too close. I know Dane's a heel, but he's a big, nasty son of a bitch. You can't have his balls get cut off him like that. That's just me. If I'm killing Dane, the way they're pushing him, what they're doing him, I'm not going to go for that. I know he's young. But I'm going to have someone veteran to me go to bat for me and say, yo, I don't like that this guy's going to get in my face and get the last word. And I'm going to walk around with my tail tucked. It's just not a good look for Killian Dane. That's just me. Uh, that's how I look at it. As a big heater heel that he is, that's how I look at it. Yep. I, I, do, I do like the fact that um, they're not just waiting for the big show uh, WrestleMania weekend and, and pushing him against Almas. That they actually have another... You know, another opponent for him before that. You know, I think that's yeah. cool because sometimes you get this, this long build up with promo, 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 right? Waiting for that match months in advance. True. Instead, they're doing something else. So I yeah. think that's cool. I think it's great. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to go to break. Seth, here. Uh, let's get the producer. Oh, you are a producer. I, I, I got confused. I'm uh-huh. a co host. I got confused. Uh, Taz and the Goose. Um, we're going we're gonna to go to break here. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll start a break. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more of the NXT's uh, Blazer and Moon Jones. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Taz Show, sit tight, kids. to a Seth production. Now uh, we're back here on the Taz show. Thanks, Seth. We are back here, and we're talking some NXT. Uh, a little pressure on yourself to do a better job, son. Back on you. Hey, I want to let you guys know. Support for the Taz show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loan. See, chances are you are confident when it comes to your work, your hobbies, and your life. Well, Rocket Mortgage is the exact same level of confidence it needs to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It don't matter if it's your first house, your second, don't matter. It could be a thousand homes that you own. They get it right. They understand what Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply. They make, they allow you to apply simply, and they let you understand what the heck is going on. So you understand fully as the cliche goes. So you, so you, ma'am, you, sir, can mortgage confidently for God's sakes. So to get started, you do this. You go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. 
equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Number 3030, Rock and Mortgage, my good friends, quick loans. Yep, so I've been doing a little NXT chatter here, and um, we're on Facebook Live. I'm going to get into talking about the rest in a second of the uh, NXT Ember Moon match with uh, Shayna uh, the blazer. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Baszler. <laughs> what? Baszler. Who? Baszler. No one cares. All right. Well, Ryan Palmer. Uh, he gets it. Facebook Live. Uh, he says basically NXT talk. Uh, Mamma mia! Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lordy B. Lordy B. Had it down. Had the audio down, Seth. Yep. Had it down. What? I had the audio down while I was watching it. I, when I watch of NXT, course. I don't. I don't keep it on. Uh, it's a. It's a floggle. It's a. You also get your video wall it, anyway. How many things fl- can you listen to? Oh, this too much. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, take two. As I said, it's a floggling. It's dangerous. No, we're not going to go that route either. We're going to go a different route. Okay, and that's right. So anyway, uh, what was I saying? Let me say hello to a couple more people here on the uh, on the what do you call it the Facebook uh, Facebook nice live before I get into talking about the. The rest of the uh, the gimmick here, uh, because I don't want to, you know, uh, anybody crying and whining that uh, you didn't tell us about the main event. You suck. Ah, you didn't tell us about the man. Shut up. Stop crying. Stop. <coughs> anyway, so all right. that's story of your life. That's all you deal with in your house. That's true. You got kids everywhere. It's still coming. <laughs> It's still coming. <laughs> Come on in. Yeah. Come on. The stork never passes my house. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The stork lives in your house. It's got a bunk bed in your house. The stork. Stork? Storch. Stork. You remember that quarterback from the uh, Miami Dolphins? David Stock or Stork? I do remember they called Ted Hendricks the mad stork, right? That's true. From yeah. the Raiders, Oakland yeah. Raiders. Uh, big, giant outside linebacker. Monster. David Stock. No, Stork. GTS that. Yeah, Somebody. Come yeah. on. I shouldn't be talking sports here anyway. It's just a wrestling show. Just stick to wrestling, Taz. This is not Taz and the Moose. This is Taz and the Goose. That's right. This is Taz and the Goose, as I said. Uh, Taz and the Goose. Um... <laughs> By the way, I want to thank on the Facebook Live because he just answered my Miami Dolphin question for me. And where is that guy? Don Stock. Uh, here it is. John Dean. Don Strock. Stroke. Strock. That's him. Number 10 he was, I think. Right, John? Yes, John. Uh, Don Strock. S-T-R-O-C-K. No one gives a shit, but I'm letting you people know anyway. <laughs> I get stuck on things. I'm like a dog with a bone, I say. Dog with a bone. I'm just I'm rattling all over this thing. It's unbelievable. Uh, well, Jeffrey, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Jeffrey Grass ah. uh, said, turn Seth's mic off. They hate you, dude, because you're overstaying your welcome. And you get that stupid new sound effect, which is not getting over. I'm not going to put it over any, anymore. Uh, stop it, okay? <laughs> um, you love it. But can you do a quick uh, Taz and the Goose? Maybe give me something like what's um, – Maybe give me something on. Uh... Well, I was going to tell you about Don Strock, you know, out of Virginia <laughs> Tech, six foot five. Started his career in 1969. About 67 years old now, out of Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And he did coach the Massachusetts Marauders. I knew you knew that, Taz. I knew that because I know everything because I'm the goose. <laughs> well, see, some people may hate 
you and when you do the goose. Uh, but I think it's funny. Oh, so let me get this straight. I'm an hour late. So the little sound effect, is that a goose? Is that that's your new gimmick, the that, goose? Is that's that, the goose. That's the goose. KFJ is dead. So let me get this straight. So you are just going to do what we call going into business for yourself, where you're not only creating your own new gimmick, now you own, you have your own new sound effects. It's interesting. Wait, what's the gimmick? Well, I don't know what that means. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Dean, back to him, he says, uh, this is the pe- what people really want, Taz and the Chooch. Yes. Yeah, so that's actually a pretty good name. Taz and the Chooch. So anyway, uh, right, is there anything else before I start talking about the match uh, with Shayna Blazler? <laughs> I keep Butcher. saying that poor girl's name wrong. It's the, I don't mean that. Just say it one more time for me. Baszler. Baszler. Got it. Baszler. Okay. Baszler. Baszler. <laughs> I'm just bad with names. It's not I've, people that listen to the show Shana. all the time. They know that that I just butcher names all the time. Uh, I believe in simple names like Taz. You know, Sabu. Got it. RVD, got it. You know what I mean? Raven, got it. Franchise, got it. Francine, got it. You get the pattern here? Uh, Beulah, yeah. got it. Dreamer, got it. Sandman, got it. That's called marketing. Dudley. Pe- well, kind of. Dudley's. <laughs> Dudley's. Yes. But you, you get my point. Like, this is like, that. it's simple. Stone Cold, got it. You know? Heartbreak Kid, simple. Got it. You got to have simple names, in my opinion, because you remember them. You remember them. Hmm. All right, Mikey Whipwreck, maybe not so simple. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, maybe. Not but Whipwreck, maybe it not. sounded good. Like he's getting whipped in a rope. Mikey Whipwreck is not. Yeah, so that might be. I'm just saying. So I, I'm quasi-exaggerating. But uh, Shayna Baszler, I got it right. I think I got it right. Baszler, correct? Baszler. Yes. There you go. Got it right. I got it right. No matter what you call a girl, she's got a very, very ultra-bright future. She seems to be picking up the business, the physical part of the business, and the timing part of the physical part of the business <laughs> very well. And I might have mentioned in the past, it's difficult for uh, either an amateur wrestler or, or a mixed martial artist or a guy or girl who has a legitimate background, especially in a grappling art, uh, to at times give up their body to learn how to do this right. The, the pro wrestling business. Um, and you know me, you people know, I don't pull the curtain back too much uh, when it comes to the physical stuff. But I've mentioned that before. It's a key problem that a lot of guys and girls that come from, like I said, a, legit, a legitimate grappling sport or art or whatever, um, to be able to give their body up to learn. Because you have to truly loosen your body up. I mean, a guy like Kurt Angle, I only could imagine how hard it was when he learned how to train. I know him a long time, obviously, a good friend of mine. Um, um, I, I met him before he, he had his first match. I mean, in ECW, as you guys know. But I never was there for his actual training uh, to be a professional wrestler. So that I wasn't part of. But I can only imagine uh, how difficult it was. I know I've talked to Kurt about it you know, many years ago in car rides, you know, how hard it was for a guy like him. To, to stay on his back. See, that sounds like a simple thing. Well, you can't stay on your back. No, when you're at that level, you know, you are. Uh, but this whole career staying off his you back. stay off your goal is when you, let me pull back the current a lot for you guys on when you're a legitimate, you know, person who can roll, as we call it, and grapple. 
you only you're not only trained to stay off your back, but everything you do, once your base breaks down to a knee or two knees or a foot, you know you you everything you do is to avoid getting near your back. So not just staying off your back. So it's instincts that over years and years of training you build this muscle memory, which Shayna Baszler has to stay off your back or avoid going near your back. Uh, it's very, very important, but obviously Kurt was able to persevere and so many other guys that have uh, great amateur backgrounds who've succeeded in the business. And I think Shayna Baszler will do the same thing um, because it seems like whoever's teaching her down there in Florida and WWE system, whoever she's closest with and working with, she's giving herself up to them which is a credit to this young lady. And I do think she's got a very, very bright future. I don't think she's there yet. I just don't. But I think she's going to be there, and she's going to do well. What's up? And as a, as a fan, too, I enjoy uh, her attitude and, and how she carries herself. Like, she she has an intimidation factor about yeah. her, and, and it's yeah. it's cool, and it's Look, believable. Yeah, and I agree. Um, the, the whole thing uh, is um, there's a... Uh, and I've said this before, everybody's got the intimidating gimmick, the MMA shooter gimmick, guys and girls now. I, I think they got to be careful of that. Uh, Baszler's legitimate, so let's let her be her. And they all letting her be her. Um, they gave her some kind of a moniker with submissions. Oh, I can't remember what it is. It's a pretty cool, nifty submission nickname. I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, she's very good, and she's only going to get better. She's only going to get better. I think she needs to wrestle people senior to her. Wrestling Ember Moon, which I think Ember, as the NXT Women's Champ, she's excellent. I'm a fan of Ember, but she's still young. Uh, Carrie Sane coming out doing business. You know, she's not a veteran. I, I think that you need, uh, like I said earlier, some veterans to work with some of these younger people in front of people in a program, you know? Um, when you have two people that are younger that are very talented, like Moon and 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 uh, Shayna, you have to have the agents, the producers, whatever the hell they're calling them today, uh, the the veteran wrestlers that are working with these young talents. You have to have that guy or girl or group of people all over this match. All that's I'm just telling you how this is, guys. This is, I'm not being a hater or bitter. I'm just letting you know. You they're not just going out there being able to call their match with trust. They haven't earned that trust yet of the office. So Triple H and his crew have to look over this these type of younger people, and they should look over them. Um, but the problem with that is when you have the pressure being on TV or streaming on WWE Network, on NXT and all this jazz, you need a lead, someone who leads in the match, a veteran. You forget about the agent. Forget about the producer. They, they, they do a good job there in WWE, but they're not in the ring with you, man. They're on a headset in a gorilla position with the freaking truck. That's what they're doing. They're not in the ring with you. They can talk to the ref, tell the ref things and all that, but they're not in the ring. They're not wrestling. I just feel uh, Baszler, uh, Moon, when you put them with veteran people, they will get better. Now, we saw Moon work a lot with uh, Asuka before she went to the main roster, which I think was a good move by WWE, uh, by NXT. Um, and, again, I'm just giving you an overview. I just don't think Baszler's ready yet. I'm in. I'll watch her matches. I think she's great. I think she's going to be awesome. I saw her do something, which I'm not going to tell you what it was. Now, a lot of what she did in the ring was awesome. 
awesome. And what I like most and I respect most about her is what she did at the very end when Carrie Sane came in, did the run-in, and Blazer put her over. Basically bumped for her and everything and powder for her. Now, everybody in their mother knows that if Baszler wants to stay in that ring, she could destroy this girl, uh, Sane. Everybody knows that. Okay? Right or wrong? Yeah, I agree with you. I just, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it either, but I understand the, the, it. No, I, 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 didn't understand. Like the way, I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't like the way it was. It was... Because it, you, you're not, you can't believe it. Right. It's unbelievable. It's not, you don't think that Shayna should run from Carrie Sane because Carrie Sane is running around with a parrot on her shoulder and a, a boat. And she's from Japan, I believe, right? I believe. And she's got a parrot and she does the, you know, the whole thing. She's a boat captain or whatever, right? She's a Gulliver's traveler. And, and this other girl is a killer. Just didn't, she, didn't, right. she didn't bring the same physicality as the, <laughs> the, the Ember and she, she didn't match their physicality. I, I agree. And it's yeah. no one's fault except the booking. Agreed. So, And this is part of that pay, paying your dues thing that they're having Baszler go through. Let's see if she complains. I'm assuming this. I'm just a stone told me this. Let's see if she complains about running from a female pirate. <laughs> you know. And I, I'm sure Shana did not complain because she's smart. She seems like a smart girl, a smart athlete, and she understands. I'm sure she's got some veterans in her ear saying, look, just, just do what they're telling you to do. It's a test. And that's what fans don't understand. And all these people that think they know the business or do, everybody's got a YouTube show and a podcast show and they could give you opinions. Everybody, everybody's got an asshole and everybody's got an opinion. Okay, some people's opinions were built off of years and some people's, well, not a good analogy on the other part. But um, <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm just telling you right now about the test. And there's always a test when you're coming up. And I think that's maybe what Baszler's going through right now. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And she'll pass the test. It's the ego test. Let's see which, if she's going to accept this. Let's see. We, many of us have been through this with the WWE system. I guess from what you say, you got to earn your stripes. Yeah. And then you got to pick your battles, too. You can't be like, you don't want to well, be the complainer. It. You don't want to be like the, no, the pain in the ass. No, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> don't do that, buddy. Because when you do that, you find yourself not on TV anymore. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Look, I thought they, they had a good match, uh, Moon and, and uh, Shayna. Um, I agree with you about when Carrie came in. It was not believable. Uh, Baszler uh, had a bump a lot for Zane. Uh, Sarah, Carrie Sane, uh, another name that's just, it's, it's just you know, it's not remarkable. Um, but um, uh, call a pirate girl something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, something happened. And, again, it was a moment where it's just that, that – Baszler's young, young in the ring, young as a pro wrestler. Uh, she made a physical error um, towards the end of the match that I guarantee you uh, no one noticed. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to point out what it was. It's a minor thing. It's a very minor thing. It's a nitpicking thing. Uh, and I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to, there's no need for me to say anything ne negative about her because she's still learning, you know? I hope that one of the agents or Triple H or somebody noticed what she did. And it wasn't nothing dangerous. It wasn't nothing like that. It's just a, a little nuance thing. You know, you people know I get stuck on the nuances. It was a little nuanced transitional physical thing that she made a, a, a an error on. That uh, I'm assuming all three of those announcers didn't even notice. Um, maybe McGinnis did. He might have noticed if he was really paying attention. Maybe sometimes you're calling a match, you're stuck on what you got to get over, and you don't you don't see all the physicality you think you would. Um, 
I noticed what she did. Um, it's a minor thing. I'm, I'm not like I said. I don't. I'm not comfortable talking about what it is because it's really pulling back the curtain of the physical part of being a polished professional wrestler. Um, a little simple thing that she messed up, which is minor. But when I saw her do that, I said to myself, "Okay, she's she's not there yet. She's gonna get there." Again, it was such a, a minute thing, but I probably shouldn't even brought it up. But because I know people are like, oh, what'd she do? Now they're thinking, not people are going to look at the video of it. You're not going to find it. <laughs> you think you're going to find it? <laughs> I promise you, you're not. Um, you can look at it all day long. You're not going to see what she did. You're not going to figure it out. Oh, you're going to get some tweets later. Uh, you, there could be tweets. There could be Facebook <laughs> lives. There could be um, tweets, beats, meets. I don't care what you do. I'm not telling you what she did. And it's a minor, minor thing, and it's not going to hurt her success. She's going to be very successful. To that point, and then she's in the right place, right? She's in NXT. Like you said, she's learning, and, and she's she's probably ahead of the curve, right? So you take a Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's a lot more pressure on her, right? Because she's going right to the big stage real quick. Well, what, what, what you're saying, Baze is going to the big stage? Oh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda is, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, and she's but, not getting that scene. Right. Well, we don't know what she's doing behind the scenes, but. It's not. The, Correct. We don't know what she's doing behind the scenes, but behind the scenes does not translate to what you do in front of people. I'm telling you that. I don't care who tells you different. I promise you it's the truth. Listen, uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be very successful in WWE and for the two main reasons, in no particular order. She's going to be very successful because, A, she's got an amazing work ethic and she's ultra-talented, Ronda Rousey. That, so that's why she's going to be successful, number one. The other reason she's going to be successful, which is probably the main reason now that I think about it, is WWE is going to not only help her, they're going to allow her to be successful. Because it is in their best interest. Forget money. It's in their best interest to protect her. Protect her and get her over. And they will. I promise Ronda Rousey is going to get over and they're going to protect her. They know how when they want to. When they want to, Vince McMahon and his people know how to protect you better than anybody. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. I promise you. When they want to. I can name names. <laughs> and I'm not one of them. So, <laughs> but I'm telling you, they will protect her and she should be protected. She deserves to be protected because she's a big investment and she's got a great background. She's a legitimate female athlete. A killing machine, former UFC champ, all these great accolades, her judo uh, uh, success and legacy, all of her success, she's earned that. She's got a great charisma. She's got a massive fan base worldwide. She will be successful because of her work ethic, and they're going to help her be successful. To your point, though, Seth, she is not coming up and, you know, out in front of the public working like they're doing with Baszler. Nurtured. She's not being nurtured. Right, nurtured right. publicly, which there's a big difference. Um, but they will handle her. They will handle Ronda Rousey really well. And she's going to be uh, she's going to be very successful. She, she's money. She is. Um, and WWE knows that. Uh, Stephanie knows that. Vince, Triple H, all of them know. They know. They know. And they're going to do the right thing by her. They're going to. Um, they, they just, right now, uh, you you know, she's going to come out, right, and do something on, uh, she's going to sign a contract, I believe, on Raw Monday, right? Uh, right? Elimination Chamber. Oh, Elimination, I thought it was Raw. Why do I keep thinking Raw? She was just signing Well, she's going to be on Raw. She's going to be on Raw, that's what I said, yeah. Well, she, no, she's going to be on Raw brand. 
I'm double check that. Contract Monday, I believe. Right? You, might, you might be right. I thought I was. I think I, I, I am right. Doing it for, I think I am right. I think so. they're doing it for the elimination chain. I'll, I'll double check. Well, yeah, or we'll see. But um, she will. That's The typing sound is just gold. Keep going. Signing at Elimination Chamber. Boom. Drops keyboard. Thank you. Good night. I'm out. Every once in a while, squirrel gets a nut. No. Yeah. All right. No problem. First of all, you schmuck. Okay. You schmuck. Those are seagulls, Jabron. No, That's no, no. Not a goose. That it's is a, a high def version of the geese that I, I I researched. I did much better than I did a job preparing for the show. I spent all my time on the geese. Of course, yes. you're trying to get over. It's yes, like it's the perp- I, I got you know, I got kids to feed. I got oh kids. God. I need this job. Oh, I know. I know. Yes. Everybody wants you fired. They don't care about you. All don't right, you can you stop pulling back the curtain on my life? Thank you. So anyway, yes. uh, <laughs> 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 Look, I, I, like I said, Rhonda's going to be successful. She's going to be successful. She just needs to. Um, they, they're going to keep her matches shorter rather than longer. Um, like, like a Goldberg is a good example. Sure, of yeah. course, I mean, you know, uh, shorter rather than longer. Um, she, anything that she does, anything she does, needs to be impactful. She can't waste time and bullshit around out there she's got to be all business nut cutting time i'm beating someone's ass and i'm out of here um i know like the my character in ecw the way we were booked it paul and everything and the way i portrayed it that's how it is you got to believe it and she believes it i believed it and others believed it you got to be all business in and out no need to have now, i had some long matches don't get me wrong but um for the most time part of tv my, my stuff was impactful in and out you sure know, but, you know? but uh her her ufc career set the example i mean she had how many first round uh submissions like yeah. that's not uh, that's not far from the uh, you're right. believable. No, that's a good point she good gets, point. You, you lock up she gets that armbar and it's yep. over she's mike yeah. tyson okay back yeah. in the day for those that remember boxing fans back in the day Mike Tyson would basically it would be a big hype for the fight, pay per view, spend all this money, uh, come out uh, with the white towel, ready to kill everybody, black boots, black trunk, whole thing, whole nine yards, just get in the ring, and it was just like, done. Match was over, first round. Thank you. We'll take your fifty bucks, and we'll see you later. And everybody was pissed because it was impactful. He would just whoop someone's ass and leave. Or if he couldn't beat your ass, he just bite your ear. Well, that was years later. Years later, he did that. So that and 28 years ago, actually, the last week, I was the anniversary of Buster Douglas knocking out Tyson. No one cares. Okay, great. On that note, I can't follow that. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the Taz Show. It was great. I had fun. It was awesome. Tomorrow will be the throwback snack. You people will love it. It is Terry Funk, empty arena match, Memphis, 1980-something, uh, against Charity King Lawler. You will love it. For Taz, everybody here. That's oh, Taz. I'm Taz. For Seth, everybody here, and the Goose, uh, we, what? What? Did I say something wrong? It's kind of quiet. Well, well uh, three, two, one, go. Oh, there you go. I know what I'm doing, son. It's not my first rodeo. I've been doing this over 500-something times. I kind of know what I'm doing. I host a national radio show. I'm a co-host. I know what I'm doing. I know. I know the show you host. It's a great show. <laughs> 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, CBS Sports Radio Network. Tune in. Taz and the Moose. You're going to love it. 
<laughs> Happy Thursday. <laughs> I think that's what I have a cliche stuff in it. All right, guys, thanks for engaging on uh, social media. Spread the show, share just that, spread to this and that today. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Taz. You're not going to. To be honest, I don't even have a top 10 Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now, I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me